0: So, I know you want to build a business. You're a teacher. You love teaching. You've got amazing gifts and talents. You really dream of this flexibility and this freedom. It just makes your heart flutter. And you've been dreaming. You've been thinking about this idea. You know that it can possibly take off. I mean, maybe you are kind of wondering, is my idea even really one that makes sense? Because don't worry, we all do that. But I know that you really do want something different. And there's two things that typically hold us back. All of them revolve around one common denominator, which is fear. And the two things that are holding you back is either the money part, because you're thinking, how can I make this work? How much money can I make? Is this going to be lucrative? What about my retirement? Trust me, we can get to that in a later episode. There's plenty of episodes about the money in previous episodes. But today we're going to talk about your time. How much time do you realistically have to commit to building a business or working on the business that you currently have, such as, you know, this? We are in year three of our micro school. So, how much time do I realistically have to work on growing Lighthouse Learning? Or, for this matter, because of Lighthouse Learning, I've actually been able to free up my time as an entrepreneur, and start another business, which is something that you could end up doing as well. Once you step outside of the box, you start a business, it's like fuel to the fire. You want to do something else. You want to start something else. It's fun. It's awesome. Maybe you don't want to do that. That's okay. But I love the fact that being an entrepreneur gave me even more ideas of how to continue to show up and serve different groups of people, and that group is you. I love being able to show up and serve teachers who want to start businesses. I also show up and serve by tutoring. I've never tutored before until I started opening up my own school. Then I also started assisting homeschool families because I saw this big network of people who wanted to teach their children, but they didn't know how, and they knew that I was a teacher and I was teaching other children. So just stepping outside of our comfort zone can allow us to create multiple streams of revenue, but we have to have the time. I know that's what you're thinking. I'm working full time, I've got kids, my kids have ball games, they've got band practice, they've got all sorts of things going on. And that's why today we're gonna talk about evaluating how much time you realistically have and are willing to commit. Because how much time you have will determine the type of business that you can have and when you can actually get it started. Some ideas take a lot of time to get up off the ground. Starting this doesn't have to be that complicated, especially if you can start right where you are in your own home, if you don't have to find a location, which by the way, that doesn't have to feel like a big daunting task either. However, if you have an amazing idea, but you don't know how to actually do it, it's going to take you some time to get your idea Into motion. It's going to take some researching. I just made an episode, the past episode, episode 115, is about three ways to get into action. You've got clarity, you can start working on your business bundle, all the business documents, but then you also have to market and you got to figure out how you're going to get your students. And no, it doesn't have to take a year, but you do need to dedicate time to making it happen. And so today we're going to talk about some different aspects in looking at your time so that you can actually get your idea going. We need to find those pockets of time to help you get started. It will always stay a dream unless you start chipping away at it. So today let's talk about the time and the trade-off to actually make it happen. Welcome teacher to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. A quote by Les Brown. Maybe you've heard it before. Let's read this quote to see if it strikes you right where it struck me by Les Brown. The graveyard is the richest place on earth because it is here that you will find all the hopes and dreams that were never fulfilled the books that were never written, the songs that were never sung, the inventions that were never shared, the cures that were never discovered, all because someone was too afraid to take that first step, keep with the problem, or determine to carry out their dream. Mm -mm -mm. I still remember reading and seeing this and it would not get out of my mind. I never wanted to be the mom or just the person that God created me to be, to end my life without the dream being fulfilled. I know this is deep, but it's so real, friends. If you want something badly enough, you've got to stick with us. You've got to make it work. You've got to dedicate your time and your energy. Because don't think it's corny to say, or to believe that the world truly does need you. And so bottom line, If you want it badly enough, you'll find the time. Now, by all means, I'm not perfect, but I can tell you that nine years ago, I decided to no longer watch TV. I have not sat down and watched TV in nine years. Maybe tried to sit down and watch a movie with my family, but have never went through an entire movie. That is the trade-off. I I truly believe that's been the trade-off because that's what I filled my extra spare time with. I didn't spend it with entertainment. I really spent it with gathering as many books as I possibly could, googling the world out of trying to figure out how to start a business as a teacher. Never knew it end up really being a school. Kind of had an idea of course, but really was just wanting to have the freedom of finances and the freedom of time, which is really I had to sacrifice. I did have to trade it off. I Stopped going out with my friends all the time. I no longer, I played no games on my phone. I just stopped lounging around, to be honest with you. And I I give that to God that that he instilled that in me. And so if you're having issues with anything that you feel maybe you're possibly addicted to or something that you have found is taking up more time than what you want it to because you want to add something else onto your life or into your life, then I ask you to really be serious about praying or diving down deep into whatever it is that you truly believe will help you find the time. For me, that's God. And communicating with my spouse and also making sure that I'm very diligent about planning my week. So let's go ahead and talk about some ways that we can really analyze our time and find pockets of time to get started on our business. But you need to know this, that just because you do it now does not mean that you're going to do it forever. I think sometimes we think I'm not a morning person. So if I start waking up in the morning that I just feel like we kind of have this all or nothing that we're going to do it the rest of our life. Like the rest of our life, we're going to have to wake up and spend three hours every single morning until the day we die. No. No. That's not how it has to be. So we have to get out the all or nothing thinking. It's not going to be perfect and you don't have to do it every single night for three hours. You don't have to give up every single weekend. You don't have to give up every single morning, but you are going to have to find a pocket of time until you get to where you are going. So the great thing is, however, is that you can go at your own pace but you really should calibrate your expectations based on how much time you're willing to spend. And again, it might require a lot of time to start or to begin with, but it is going to take less time to maintain it. So just because you're working every Saturday or Sunday, getting this off the ground doesn't mean you're gonna have to do that forever. I just have to reiterate that, you're not going to do it forever but you're going to cut back to the essentials. If something doesn't give you joy and you don't need to do it, then you have to cut it out. And I'm not saying that you should spend all your time working on this, but I am showing you how you can find more time if you want it and it's up to you if you do. There, there are going to be five primary areas in your life where you can free up more time and this is how you do it. Number one is mornings. I know that for many people, mornings are not their thing and For me, I really wouldn't say that I am a morning person. I love waking up early in the morning, but I'm not the happiest at this time. But I can tell you that I am the most productive after I've given myself an ample amount of time of being quiet, praying, journaling, meditating, thinking. Then I'm most productive. Like an hour and a half after I wake up, I've got about two good hours. So see if there is some room here to find some extra 30 minutes 40 minutes one hour of time that allows you to work on your business because it helps you not to make excuses as other priorities come up during the day now you don't have to get up at 4am or anything crazy like that but if you can get up at 30 minutes early or 45 minutes early and get things cranking here where it's nice and quiet maybe watch the sunrise focus on yourself Get some things done first in your business. Start on your business bundle. Start on your website. Start on marketing. Start on reaching out to people. You might think that 30 minutes or 40 minutes isn't much time. But if you look at it, let's say it's 30 minutes Monday through Friday, that's two and a half hours. But if you really focus, I'm telling you, it adds up. What if you did it three times a week for two hours? That's six hours. What if you worked a little bit earlier in the morning say 10 to 15 minutes think about how much of an investment you will make that can compound over time. My second suggestion are your evenings. Now the next best time to work on this would be in the evenings although it can be more challenging than working in the mornings because you've had a busy day and you might be tired. And for me, I'm like, okay, I'll work on, on the, I'll work on this on the evening and then my kids come home and I want to spend time with her from high school or my daughter and then we've got practice and then I want to make dinner and then my husband comes home and now I'm distracted. But this is when you can really rally and spend some extra time in the evenings if this is a good time for you. It is really tough every night to do this, especially whenever you're trying to work a few hours in the evening, a few days a week, it can really add up though. So instead of maybe taking your kids to every game or to every practice. You can tag team with family members. You might have to give up going out for drinks or dinner with friends and spend some time working. If you can, schedule this time in your calendar for weeks, months ahead so that you can commit to it so that you can plan accordingly. Maybe your children don't have a game on Tuesdays. And so you look at your calendar for the month ahead and you say, hey, honey, I'm going to go this Tuesday for about two hours, three hours somewhere. And I'm going to work on this. I'm going to hash it out. Let him know. Put it on your family calendar. So looking ahead is very important. And by all means, I do not suggest that you stay awake all night. Pull all-nighters. I don't suggest that at all. I'm very, very, very proactive when it comes to energy preservation. Management is Key. If you're feeling super productive, then by all means, go for it. But if you aren't, don't ever force it. So mornings and evenings of what we covered first and second. Third are your weekends. And again, I love preserving my weekends, but it took me some time to get here. It took me some time to get here. So don't be frustrated if it takes you some time right now on the weekends I do not suggest you do it all weekend long, and I do not suggest that you do it every single weekend, but I do think that if you know, for an example, my daughter's going to go to the high school game Friday night. My husband's going to go play golf with some friends Friday evening. My daughter's going to be at her friend's birthday party. Oh my goodness. That sounds like a great time for me to go get an ice cream, matcha tea and go sit outside and get some work done. That makes me happy that makes you happy, go for it. You don't have to feel bad that, oh my gosh, it's a Friday night, it's on the weekend. No, you don't have to feel that way. I always take a day of rest. I highly suggest that you do that as well. And then you can tackle this. But weekends are a really great time because you don't have to work on those days, potentially. Don't waste them. When I was super young, I realized that I was wasting a ton of time going out for these real nice little brunches every Saturday with my sister or my husband and not only was it expensive but it took a lot of time and then I needed to take a nap whenever I got home so let's not do that anymore let's maybe do that once a once a month or once every other month and really take a look at analyzing your time on what is helping and what is harming for real friends for real, I had to do this too in my life. I had to give up a couple things, but guess what? I saved more money and I saved more time and I got to where I was going. And I'm glad because I don't ever want to go back to where I was. You can also wake up earlier on the weekends, maybe go to bed earlier on the weekends. I was getting to where on Friday night, even though I'd be so tired, I'd stay up late talking to my husband till 10, 11 o'clock at night. Then I want to sleep in till 7, 8 o'clock. And I'm like, no. I don't want to do that. I have to get to bed by 9 o'clock on the weekend so that I can still wake up at 5, 6 o'clock so that I can get my day started and it feels good to me. And if I don't do that, I don't function well. Maybe you're different, but for me, that just works out better. So I try to maintain a consistent schedule on the weekend so that I had some more time. You'll find that there will be a productive day. I'm sure that once you've rested or gone out with friends, it's going to make you feel a little bit lighter, you'll be able to work, but just make sure that you are carving out time to actually work on this, even if it's for an hour, maybe on a Sunday afternoon or a Saturday afternoon or a Saturday morning. If you put in a few hours over the weekend, seriously, it can add. It can literally add up to hundreds of additional time. If you really enjoy it, it won't feel like work and you won't feel like you're sacrificing. But you've got to make sure that you enjoy it. So that means that you have to have the right people in place. you got to have the right system in place. You've got to start doing things that are tangible, actually getting you into motion. All right, that's number three, your weekends. Number four, and I've seen many people do this. They take a vacation, they take a sick day, or they take a remote work day. I coach many women who have taken a day off of school because they had the time. If you think about once a quarter or whenever you want to do it, without compromising, you know, a salary or whatever types of compensation you get for sick days or vacation days, utilize them. I have people who take their kids to school, and then they. I have a friend who, or a coaching client, who would go sit at Pizza Hut and Zoom time me, and we would hash out our business. I have multiple people that have went to their parent's house or their friend's house or they've been to a condo they go to their vacation home they go sit outside on their back porch but they took a day off so that they could get focused on where they were going it's extremely valuable you should take them and you do need to take an entire day you do you deserve it you're working on on your future you deserve to take an entire day off i know some people who take sick days when they're making a big big decision like a big launch, like I'm really getting ready to do this, I've got my business bundle, I've gotta work on these documents, I am making a plan to market, they absolutely would get up early, they'd take a day off, they get as productive as possible, and then guess what? They got the highest return on their investment for their time off. So dedicate days like this and you can really fast track your progress. There's also the in-between moments. This is going to be number five. There's the in-between moments when you can find an extra 10, 20, 30, or even 60 minutes here and there. This is where you get very specific in your daily to-do list or your daily calendar. I've got a, I've got a weekly planner and I've got a daily planner. I also love Google Calendar. Because it doesn't, I only do Google Calendar once a week because I like being able to manipulate the boxes. But I'm like, oh, I got an hour here. Oh, I got an hour here. I take my daughter here, here. Oh, okay, I pick my daughter up at 3.30 and then I take her somewhere else at four and then I gotta pick her up at five. Wow, I got 45 minutes that I can work on this. I love using the Google Calendar because I can manipulate boxes, make them shorter, make them longer, trade them from days. And then I'm like, oh gosh, okay. I can do a jam session here. We call it a jam session, where you're jamming out your work here. So what I taught our educational marketing series girls who were learning how to market their school. Gotta have your jam sessions. And you put in a jam session in those in-between moments. But a tool that can really help you is having a day planner with the day, with the times cut out. So it's like six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, and you actually are highlighting. Maybe green for work time. Maybe pink for when you are able to work on your jam session. It's really how you tackle your time. What about on your lunch hour? What about if you're waiting for an appointment? If you can stay focused, these small blocks of time can really add up. Really, really add up. What if you're driving to your, to your child's game and it's 30 minutes away and you have your husband drive while you work on something in the car? This is important. No matter how you spend your in-between moments, you just need to be intentional and make the most of it. But know when you have in-between moments. What's really bad is whenever you're like, oh my gosh, I could have brought all my stuff and now I'm just sitting here. This is, a, this is an example that happened to me. I had to pick up my daughter and all of her friends. You know, we have a 15 passenger van because of our school. So her team does not have a bus to go to away games, her high school volleyball team. So I am the one who drives her and her 13 teammates to their games. So I had to pick them up at 2.30, drop them off at the gym, across town, by 3.15, but their game doesn't start until 4.30. Well, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I've got an hour and 15 minutes, what am I going to do? yoo you know what I'm doing. I'm taking my laptop, I am taking my books, and I am getting to town, because I'm working on a project right now. But thankfully, I had really looked at my time this week so that I made sure to be intentional about that moment. So again, There are, we know that you're busy, but you still can make a lot of advancements with the extra moments that you do have. I mean, I'm telling you, some of my coaching clients have literally had, they've gone through this exercise many times and they have ended up with at least five to 10 extra hours a week that they've been able to build and scale their school. Isn't that amazing? so given that you only have a limited amount of time you definitely have to make good use of it so my advice to you is look at your mornings look at your evenings your weekends look at taking a day off and look at the in-between moments really plan out your day through your google calendar your daily planner and get into action i know you can make this happen don't forget if you need something to actually start beginning to work on. Go to teachersletyourlightshine.com slash shop, grab your business bundle, get started on those, and make sure you plug into our community, start your micro school or homeschooling business. We look forward to seeing you there. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the virtual teacher's lounge known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.